Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 106 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Full of... Opinions. Opinions. There you go. See, it's been a minute. That's how you know it's been a while since I've been on here. It's not only has it been a while, it's been a while since I've done a podcast period. The last person I had on was was actually Matthew, and I wasn't able to get that podcast up because of the issues I was having with the editing software. Oh, I didn't know Matthew was on the last one. That's awesome. He was on the last one then. But the last one that actually got up that people saw was uh, when Danny was on. I had Danny over and she was on. Sorry, I saw that one. Uh, did you see that one? Yeah. That was the first one I videotaped. Oh, nice. And then this would be uh, te- the third, but the second one that people have actually seen. Oh, yeah. We got cameras there. We have cameras now. That's right. So, That's cool. and for those who might be behind, um, I live in Vegas now he with does. Thomas here. So Thomas will be my new co-host on the Hardly Millennial podcast for now. I don't even think I said like, oh, by the way, I'm with Thomas Hansen. By the way, I'm with Thomas Hansen today. I'm Thomas Hansen. <laughs> How are you, Thomas? I'm doing great. Yeah. How are you liking Vegas so far? Thanks for moving out here. I'm glad I could uh, get you out here and Facilitate. now we can get going on these <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I I like it so far out here. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen like much of the city yet since I've been out here. I've really mm-hmm. just been hanging out in this apartment and trying to get all this crap set up. But which, by the way, this took like uh, to get to get this uh, podcast set oh, up yeah. in this living room right now. It just it's took us process. like the last like hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to figure out everything. not a, not a whole lot of space to work with. No, like I only signed a six month here though, just for that reason. And yeah, then I figure we can get a house or something and uh, something with a little more room. Yeah. Um, Looking at some houses in Vegas, there's some nice areas. So. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nice to have an area if we had like a specific room that had a specific room that was just for like the podcast. Mm-hmm. Well then, then that's the plan is to get like a three bedroom. Yeah. So you have your bedroom, I have my bedroom and then we make the third bedroom into a studio and eventually mm-hmm. that's where we'll be. But for right now we're just working with the, the living room and the apartment here. Yeah. But now you've, you've been out here for a little longer than a week now. A little over a week. What was today? Sunday? Uh, yeah. Um, you came on like what? Thursday? Th- last Thursday. Last Thursday. So it's what? Three days past. Yeah. Right. Three, yeah. So a week and three days now. Yeah, Ooh. man. It's, uh, it's, it's been quite the, I definitely needed to come out here. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like I live here yet though. Yeah, still feels like you're visiting. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, it, it, it's honestly it doesn't even feel like I'm visiting either. Because I mean, Vegas, as far as like weather and everything is concerned, especially like because we don't live on the strip, we live close to the strip, but we're not on the strip. Mm-hmm. So just the area and everything is very similar to Arizona. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't even feel like I moved. It, it doesn't even feel like vacation. It just feels like you know I'm like. Hey, well, that's why I love house, I guess, here. for an extended period of time oh, in yeah. Arizona, you know. Well, that's why I love transitioning here from South Carolina, just originally being from Arizona, because I was so happy to be going back to the West Coast and right. back to that consistent, uh, non-humid weather. Yeah, that <laughs> was, you know, dry heat. I remember when I went to go visit you in South Carolina, that was definitely a kind of sad actually but it was kind of like a culture culture shock oh yeah because you've never really been on the east coast no well i'm not that's just it i wasn't used to like liquor like what it was like liquor stores stopped serving liquor like nine or something like like that seven yeah like seven yeah seven they don't like i wasn't days that's how it is in the bible belt (laughs) yeah see so i wasn't like used to that or i remember when we had to drive to georgia to uh yeah because you came while we were having a hurricane the hurricane yeah Yeah, so so we had to get there we evacuated right away to georgia yeah so listen to this guy so i i was working in south carolina um and uh in a pirate circus show right so a few weeks before adam came out to visit me my parents came out to visit me and they 
they came out while I had just gotten a concussion. So mm-hmm. I was out and uh, I saw the show with them, but they didn't get to see me perform. But they were like, oh, that's okay. Adam's going to be out here in a bit and he'll get to see you perform mm-hmm. and he'll just relay it back to us. We'll have him film. It'll be fun. <laughs> and we're like, all right, cool. And then Adam gets out here and uh, the, clo- the show closes because we have a hurricane alert yeah. and we have to evacuate. So he comes to visit and immediately I'm like, well, we have to drive to Georgia because yep. that's uh, where my uh, where a friend of mine was. So we went and stayed with him for a few days. But yeah, just rotten luck out there, man. <laughs> yeah, well, the what was what was so funny about the whole thing was I had come out twice mm-hmm. to see you perform in your show, mm-hmm. and both times I wasn't able to see you perform. Wait, well, no, no, not what the, was first the first one. time. You're right. The no, you're right. The the second time when we had to evacuate was the only time I came out to see your show because the first time it was for an actual vacation when you were off. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. And we went to Florida because we went to Florida. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, re- regardless though, I mean, it was always, I remember when we were driving back from Georgia, when we got the okay to drive back mm-hmm. and I remember seeing, uh, we got to this, it was dark when we were driving back. So I remember we were driving through this one part and we hit one of those stereotypical towns you've seen in movies before there's there's a lot of like (laughs) i understand that a lot of horror movie locations are now like inspired by places in the south oh yeah because yeah you drive through and you're like oh people actually live in yeah well there were there were two instances that (laughs) happened to me when we were driving back from georgia the first one was we were driving back and we hit this town that was one road Mm. there were these like old shops you know on either side of the road and at the very end of the town on top of a hill yeah. was that you know very typical like uh steeple you know church and steeple and like the like it was white and it was just your typical how do i explain this your typical like, like 50s movie horror movie yeah church. Yeah, yeah like yeah. children of the core yeah, yeah, like yeah. church no yeah, and it, it. <laughs> it was it, it was late at night and there was nobody out mm-hmm. you know and like all the shops were closed down like it, it, there were no lamps no nothing I mean, we were the only car it's like this is like where you get like like where your like car breaks down oh, yeah. and then I watch people come out and look, Hey man, <laughs> what are you doing here? You know? And then, but then the second time was when we took, uh, we were trying to take a detour because there were a lot of roads that were still closed down because of the flooding. Mm-hmm. And we took this detour down this, like, Oh, down like the the road that was just dark and just into the forest. Oh, yeah, yeah, into it, the forest we lo- went. It didn't even look like a road, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then that was just it. So we're driving down it, and it's just nothing, right? It's just trees on trees and plants on both sides, like just scratching up against the car as we're driving through this place, and then to the right. You were driving, and then there was this giant clearing of tall green grass, and smack dab like, uh, in the middle of this giant piece of land mm-hmm. was just this giant square white house. You know, like <laughs> the one that looked like it had like six bedroom windows on top, and you know, six on the bottom, yeah. and then just you know, pillars out front. But it was all surrounded by tall grass, and it was just the middle of the night, and there's no lights on in the house, and then the the entire place we were at was flooded so you could only imagine what the house was going through right now and i just remember thinking like oh my god that's where the cannibals live (laughs) that's where they live they live in that house get them (laughs) like i i would you know i visited you twice and i mean you lived there i I would never live in the south yeah i don't um, think i would i wasn't a fan and i i never had aspirations to you know live on the east coast um, but it was just, you know, where my work took me, mm-hmm. but yeah, after being there, man, um, it is interesting. It's very true what they say. Cause you know, you're going to encounter like some of the most racist people you meet, but they're also going to be the most hospitable Yeah, <laughs> and it's such a weird combination. I'll remember it. There was a comedian who did a bit about that, but it was just, it, it's the perfect description you know they're known for being the most racist and the most hospitable yeah it's a very interesting I mean, combination that is true I, I didn't i didn't uh witness any kind of racism while i was there but then again i wasn't there long enough but well, i mean I, I definitely did notice shortly, you know yeah. how nice everybody was mm-hmm. well i mean it's not like they're all racist or anything i just i would encounter people you know and um like i i've told you this story before but i'll reiterate um like I was at a bar um, and um, a friend of a friend uh, just came up to me randomly and he's, he was very drunk, 
you know? And so who's to say he might have like not have been this open with me, you know, but uh, he just comes up to me. And this is drew. the story that you're telling. I'm sure nobody would be that open. You oh, know, yeah. Sober. Yeah. Well, and that's my <laughs> thought process, too. And he just draws like a symbol um, on a napkin and he just goes, you know what that is? And I was like, no. And he goes, that's white power. And I was like, oh, Okay, <laughs> and I and then I was, I don't know. Uh, he said some other like very uh, out there stuff, and I was just like, "All right, man, I'm gonna go stand over here, yeah. uh, away from you." And, well, and see, that's and it's, <laughs> and it's it, but it was just like you who would, who goes up to like someone. I mean, I think you know, like I said, it was a friend of a friend. So like, I think I talked to him once or twice, you know, uh-huh. and it was just like, so he barely knows me and he comes up on that. And I'm just like, and I, I brought it up to my friend. Uh, and what she told me was like, Oh, that's just when he drinks. And I was like, mm. <sighs> yeah. And everyone I tell that story to always reacts the same. They're like, ah, <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I feel like just- she, Weird. I feel like she knows it too. Like, but oh, I'm sure. But but you're but it's your friend, yeah. you know. It's but like, I think yeah. he he masks it went around her because he knows that she's not racist, right? Because she did have like friends who were you know of all colors, you know. And I would see see this, and I'm assuming that you know he loved her so much that he would like you know, repress that around her, right. I guess. But at the same time too, I'm like, you know, whether he was drunk or not, I'm like, he went up to someone he barely knows, drew the white power symbol on it. He obviously knew how to draw it. Like it wasn't like the easiest thing. It was like a dude on a horse carrying a flag, uh-huh. you know, it wasn't the easiest symbol to just draw, jot down. It's not right. like just a swastika or something. So it was like, he knew how to draw this. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was interesting to me. And that was like the first like races, like or I mean, I should just say ignorant encounter that I had while I was right. there. And it just like, it was very weird to me just cause you know, if people do think that way on the West coast, you know, they pretty much keep it to themselves. I feel like, well, I, I feel <laughs> like they do. I mean, well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, especially in today's climate with everything going on, I feel like it's easy. It makes me understand why there is such pushback from both sides of the fence when it comes to different situations like this. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, for example, somebody like me who, you know, grew up in Arizona and, you know, experienced California for a little bit and now Vegas, you know, hasn't really gone out and, you know, explored other areas of the country very much, you know, mm-hmm. or the world for that matter. I haven't really witnessed, you know, any, I'm not denying that, you know, people have experienced racism, you know, out where we live, but I haven't witnessed it, you mm-hmm. know, to any extent like that. Yeah. Whereas, but then you have people like, you know, in your situation, you know, that that was just from you living in the South for the short period of time you did at that yeah, point. You know, imagine years. if you grew up there, maybe that's something that's more of a regular occurrence there than people seem to realize. Yeah, yeah. So then that it just goes to show perspective where you have one one side of the spectrum here going like, it's, we don't have as big of a problem as people think we do. And then you have another side who experiences yeah. that kind of shit well, all the time. That was the kind of thought I had because I never really encountered it so much like you know and periodically like throughout my life but i'm also white you know it's like i'm so i'm if it when it does happen i'm it's not usually obvious to me right but you know i i would see like some racist stuff but the thing is is like you're just to that point it was it's not always it hasn't always been obvious to me well it was very obvious to me there you know and that's the thing it's like i didn't really i if it, if it happened around me a lot when I was growing up, I didn't really notice it, but I definitely noticed it when I was in the South mm-hmm. and I could see it, you know, I, I saw it happen a lot more. Uh, so that was just interesting to me that, you know, people were still like, you know, this was still like such a huge problem. And I was like, Oh, this is what people are talking about. Right. You know, cause like I said, you know, when you, when you are white, you know, you don't see it as much, you know, you're, you're not aware of it as much cause right. you're not looking for it. It's not happening to you, you know? Um, so that was just, that was, like you said, a culture shock just being over there mm-hmm. and having that, 
different perspective like oh my gosh like this is like people still freaking think like this what the hell oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's real uh, i like racism to me is like the most profound thing like i can never understand yeah. i just don't understand why <laughs> this freaking matters right and, like why our skin color matters like why do we care so much and why when did it start becoming a thing oh yeah i mean it's like it's like ch- i tell this to people all the time to me it's like children it's like children going like you like the color blue well, I like the color red. We can't be friends. To right. me, it's just like that. There is well, no that, difference. So when well, I hear the, anything about racism, it almost makes me laugh because of how stupid it is. Like, I just think of how dumb those people are who think that way. Well, it, it's funny you use the blue and red analogy because I think that perfectly describes what's happening politically right now, too. Yeah. You know, it's it's what color do you side with? Yeah. Well, I side with blue. No one's, well, really, listening. You're right. no one's really listening to each other's opinions anymore. They're just going, what color you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And like no one no one's actually going like what do you think about it? like they're just like what color are you? Yeah. You know? That's what it's become now. Oh yeah. And it's really sad that we we've started to identify ourselves in such simplistic manners. It's it's gone to this point to where like I said I I just I used to, I mean, you know me, I, I used to follow the politics stuff, you know, pretty, pretty closely, mm-hmm. you know, just, just out of sheer enjoyment, honestly, yeah. I, I enjoyed learning about it. I enjoyed talking about it. It was something I felt was important that you yeah, still had I to learn I enjoyed my government about. class in high school. Like I enjoyed learning. Yeah, of course. But it's gone to such a point now to where I've just gotten so exhausted, <laughs> like quote unquote talking to people yeah. about whatever issues are going on. And it's like, it never gets anywhere. It's not discussion anymore. It's just yelling at each other. It's, yeah. and the, the thing is, we all live he in this, said, she said, yeah, well, the, and the problem is we live in this world now where you can change definitions of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, for example, a, a big argument that people use is like, Oh, I think it's okay to punch a Nazi in the face. Okay. You know what? I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you, but the problem is we're to a point now to where Nazis being defined by many people as being many different things. Yeah. You know, pe- people are calling people who just like Trump Nazis at this I th- point. I think we should stop using the word Nazi so I much, know. especially because it was used as they were German soldiers that killed people by the millions. Yeah. There's no one out there doing that right now. So I think that we're still using Nazi is um, stupid. Now you can say there are people that just like to call themselves Nazis and like to them, I still say like, choose a freaking unit. You're just ignorant. Like choose ignorant (laughs) assholes or something like that because that's a more accurate name because you're not an old school Nazi. Like no one's allowing you to go around and start killing people because you do that and they're going to take you down immediately. Now that, that freedom of speech actually, you know, gets you in trouble <laughs> when it becomes that action. But, um, well, don't get me wrong. I, I under I, I understand that. Like I'm saying, let's address, like, let's address this as a whole of ignorance. Like I just feel like we, we are attacking the, the Nazi thing. I don't know. Well, it's, no, no, I, I agree with you, I but what I'm saying right now, but <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with you. But my point and the problem with that argument too, cause like, for example, you know, you would say that like the, the devil's advocate argument to that would be, cause you're right. There, there is, there is really nobody going around and just killing mass killing, you know, genocide, you know, a group of people, you know, for the sake of Nazi beliefs. Yeah. You know? They're just, they're just yelling pretty much at the moment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I mean, but still the devil's advocate argument to that would be, you know, when people talk about, you know, Nazi or call somebody a Nazi, they're, they're talking about the, the ideals that encompass under Nazism. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but that's my point though, is we've gotten to a point where, and we're using, I'm using the word Nazi as to kind of explain this point, but it's done yeah. with a lot of different words and terms yeah, now yeah. where, for example, people will call Trump supporters, you know, Nazis. Yeah. And it's like, mm, uh, there's a, there's a lot of, like, yeah, it's just like, there's other things. You can't just, you can't just call as, anybody. Yeah. You can't just call half the country yeah. Nazis yeah, and exactly. then say it's okay to punch Nazis. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, like, it's just like how they attacked <laughs> the word gay not too long ago. Like yeah. stop calling everything gay. Well, stop calling everyone a Nazi. Like I said, call them, call them what they are. Ignorant assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. It's a more accurate description. But it's, <laughs> but anyways, but be, because of all that shit, I just like, I just don't, 
I don't follow this shit anymore. I don't yeah, talk to people you. about it. Every every now and then I'll post something on like Facebook, you know, and we what are you looking at? <laughs> Oh, cats oh. scratching over there. Oh, we have a cat and it yeah. likes to scratch at things. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> fuck, I lost the Sorry. Yeah, the yeah, cat. Uh, oh, oh, but we get to this point that I, I just, I'll post something on Facebook every now and then uh, that won't even be captioned with anything. It's just like, Oh, here's a video of what happened here. Or here's the difference between this or this, you know, and I'll always get somebody who, you know, is like a few people who like comment under it with just like these essays of, Oh, like, because it's about the outlet it's coming from. It's about what they, cause then people will then go, Oh, well this sounds like it's advocating for this. And then they try and read into it and then they try to attack you. Right. You know, it's just, you know, and people have to stop doing that too. It's like, if you want to have a debate, you know, fine, you know, but <laughs> what, what bothers me is the people that are, and I've seen people on both sides who do this, the people who are preaching about this kind of stuff, or, you know, these are people that I know who are like, you know, peace and love and be, be thoughtful and understanding mm -hmm. except when I don't like you. Yeah. You know, well, and, that, and that goes with like the whole double standard of things too. It's just, it's, yeah, it's like, don't, don't tell me all peace and love and then turn around and then be screaming in someone else's face to go die. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. I love this one comedian I was listening to. <laughs> he, um, comes out and he goes, oh, so I imagine, you know, Jesus came out to everyone and was just like, love everybody. And some guy raises his hand and goes, uh, well, what if they believe in a different religion than you? Well, guys, love everybody. <laughs> well, what if they're a different color than you? Guys, jeez, love everybody. Well, what if they don't live in the same? Jesus Christ, guys. All right. um, <laughs> love everybody. Like, And it was right. just, that was perfect because, yes, it's like. You, you can't make that exception. You can't make that double standard. You right. know, if you're going to preach, you know, love and tolerance, then you got to tolerate the intolerant. And that, that, that's a big, big test to your tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you tolerate the people you can't stand? Well, you know, I, but yeah, don't, don't preach peace, love, equality to me unless you're ready to, you know, play the other, the other hand. Can you turn the other cheek? You well, know, and can you, can you say, I'm going to be the bigger person and, and not scream back at this person, you know? And I see that just too much. People don't have talks. They don't listen to each other. They just scream at one, one another until mm -hmm. the other person gives in. Yep. That, that's all conversations are now. They're not conversations, just yelling matches. No, I couldn't agree more. And the, sorry, I'm looking at my phone because I'm looking for a name. Yeah, this like, is what the guy. Doing? So, uh, so I, well, I was going to say that there's a perfect, you know, there's a perfect example as to why that worked, or there's there's examples of hey, this works, mm -hmm. right? What you were saying about you know, turn the other cheek, talk to people regardless if you know different beliefs, regardless of how extreme that is. Mm -hmm. And one of those people out there that's testament to that is a gentleman that I've told you about named Daryl Davis. Mm -hmm. And he's the uh, he's a black man who has gone like hundreds, I think, at this point of both uh, white nationalists and Nazi members oh, yeah, yeah. to like turn him, over yeah. a new leaf, yeah. you know, and he That's did beautiful. this. I love those stories. You, uh, the craziest thing is the way that he did this and there's been interviews with him. And I, I, I think this part's the very innocent, but cool part about him where mm -hmm. he, he's been able to convert all of these people mm -hmm. by sitting down and talking to them. Yeah. Now, why did he do this? Because he was, he was literally like you, he was dumbfounded. He was like, how can people hate me when they don't yeah, haven't they, even met me? Yeah. How do people hate me when they, when they just based off of the color of my skin? Yeah. So he literally was like, Hey, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna fucking talk to some of these people. Mm -hmm. And he did. And then he befriended them. And then after befriending them and having dinner at their house and all of that, he was able to convert, like he's converted hundreds of them. They give them, they give them their robes or their pins or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, you say they give them like their their old robes or something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's like th there you go that's testament here is a man mm -hmm. literally a black man who literally is sitting down talking to these like white nationalists who, who 
do nothing but preach, you know, how, how black people and Jews and all these other types of people are all just scum to the, to humans, uh-huh. you know, or to the human race. And you have a gentleman who's just sitting down talking to them and look, converts them not by violence, not by punching them mm-hmm. in the face, just by not, simply talking to them. Yeah. But you'll have all these people go, no, no, you need violence. You need violence. No, you don't. No, you don't. Some cases you do, but it should always be a last resort. But the people, everybody wants to use it as a first resort now. Mm -hmm. Every single fucking person. Yeah. And then while they're screaming that they don't condone violence. See that all the time. Exactly. People it's it's one of those, it's it beating then. the fuck out of somebody for being violent. You yeah. know, it's like the hypocrisy of it. It's yeah. just, you know, yeah, insuma- that's the hardest insurmountable. Now, that, I'm with you. Like, I, I can't talk, you know, I can't, I don't want to talk like politics with anybody because nobody actually wants to sit and talk and listen to the other person yeah. or anything like that. And if you say anything even a little bit off from what they believe, you know, it sets some people off and you never know who that person is, who you can <clears> talk to, who you can't. Well, and it's, it's just difficult and it's really sad that we just live in a world like that now where it's just so hard to even talk about anything anymore well and like i've said too there's i think i've talked about this on the podcast before but most people don't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. when it comes about like they don't like now that they don't know what they're talking about they don't know the basics of politics yeah you know and i've been at parties you know where people you know parties outings where what have you where people will try to talk to me about politics and we'll, we'll get to the point where they're lecturing me right so they're pissing me off now because now they're just you know talking at me right yeah and I'll ask them just these simple fucking questions about our government. Something as simple as like, Hey, how many, how many, you know, members of Senate are there, you know, different things like that. And the simplest questions that people can't answer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why are you sitting here lecturing me? Like, why am I supposed to trust that you know anything about this when you don't know anything about how it works? Well, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, I don't keep up with as much as I should. So it's like, if I feel like I'm out of my depth, too, it's like, I won't. I won't talk, but like people love to try and drive their point home when they don't even have a point to prove or they don't know what point they're trying to prove. Mm. That's the thing I dislike too, is I don't open my mouth unless like I, I know what I'm talking about or I have something intelligent to say. Mm -hmm. I don't, I won't just like start spewing out nonsense, you know, but people do that all the time. And then like you try and ask them simple questions, you know, just trying to get at what they're they're telling you and then they get upset because they're having trouble even getting their own point across mm-hmm. and and that's my thing it's like just don't like i don't talk about this stuff because i'm not that knowledgeable in it mm-hmm. so why would i feel like i have any right to debate it with anybody else right you know well and that's just it and that's that's how i feel with politics a lot of the times when people are talking to me about it or not talking to me specifically but when i hear people talking about it it's like i mean how much research did you really do on the subject or did a couple and i guarantee you what a lot of people what happens to a lot of people is what happened is happened to me and has happened to other people mm-hmm. many other people i'm sure where you're on facebook and those fucking articles come up and you click on them so maybe you read three you know three articles about epstein's you know uh trial and now all of a sudden it's like everybody you know that person's uh, like a, a fucking expert on it yeah and it's you're not stop yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i just wish people would you know stop trying to yell about things that are, you know they don't know about or things that just simply don't have anything to do with them yeah like fighting a fight that has nothing to do with you like so many people just love having a fight to fight yeah so they'll they'll pick something at random you know uh, it's you know it's just it's just becoming enough you know, this has always been a thing. People have always done this. Right. But I just feel like in recent years, especially just with the Trump presidency and everything, it's just, you know, enough is enough. You know, both sides, too, guys. Like, I'm not, I'm no, I don't pick sides. I don't play them. Um, both sides, like, just enough is enough. You know, let's just, let's just stop trying to yell about things we don't know about. <laughs> Leave it to the people that are handling it or right. whatnot. You know, because we we chose them to be in those positions. So unless I think, you know, to solve a lot of the problems we have in the government to really get to the bottom of it, let's start hiring younger people. 
because we hire these yes. people that that are you know in their late sixties, seventies, you know, so on and so forth. Very few people in their forties or late thirties or even fifties, uh, in the higher positions at least. You know, at that age, they're like still climbing. But we need p- younger people in higher office. Like we need younger thinkers because what 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 do they say all the time? Like when you get to a certain age, it's like you just you have trouble. You know, expanding and progressing your well, ideas with things. You know, no matter, no matter how hard you try, just because for so long you were rooted mm-hmm. in something else, it's no one's fault. And some people are better at it than others, but you know, it's really hard when you know you're an 80 year old dude trying to make progressive decisions. Yes. Well, like, and let's I've, get some younger minds and you yeah. know higher up in the government that can actually start progressing this country towards a younger, you know. Um, and I agree, and that's why I've future. said bef- I've said before that I think there needs to be a a cap there needs to be a range you know Mm -hmm. i i think the range should be like between 35 and 65 you know that 30 year range i feel like is solid Mm -hmm. you know but i think but like come on right now like how old is trump like seven like in his 70s in his 70s right and bernie sanders is running at like 77 people are so surprised when these these uh old politicians do crazy things, things that are they're like, you can't oh, do I that know. in public. Like, and it's like, I, I see old people do crazy stuff in public I all know. the time. That's why it was all like, the time. Like when Nancy Pelosi ripped up <laughs> the Trump, like the Trump state of the union speech. Yeah. Like my first thought when I saw that was like, Oh my gosh, this, like, she just looks like a crazy old woman. Like that's <laughs> they just all what look she like looks crazy like. Old that's people. what I'm saying. Yeah. They all, all of them. Look, I mean, Joe <laughs> Biden, everybody's like, everybody's making fun of all the shit that he's been saying during yeah. the debates and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, how, like the yeah. guy is old. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you get older and your mind just starts yeah. going and I'm sorry, but do you look, really Trump grew up as a billionaire? playboy and now he's yes. an 80 year old and you're you're surprised that he's like a creepy old man yeah. <laughs> like i'm I not know. saying it's okay i'm just saying why are you surprised when yes. these old people are creeps yes <laughs> no i dude i Jeez. like why can you you can't that's just saying you can't it's like they're, they're out of touch yeah. we, we sit here and we make this argument all the time about so many other things about how older people are just out of touch but yet they're the ones who run the fucking world pretty (laughs) much (laughs) yeah like and it's and there's plenty like there's plenty of democratic societies out there that vote their people in and y'all are voting in old fucks Mm -hmm. and we are no different to that i remember there was republicans all are notorious for voting in the old yes well like i remember uh i remember specifically there was i think this was like maybe last year's state of the union address, but Oh no, it was during the shutdown. Remember when that shutdown was happening and it was because which one, haven't there been a couple now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was the one that like where the Democrats were basically con- like controlling the shutdown cause they didn't oh, want okay. Trump to get some oh, funding. They were, they were with- withholding a bill or something. Yeah. 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 And that was, it was a couple okay. years ago, Yeah, but I remember Trump had made a, he said something about it, right? He made some press briefing about, it mm-hmm. and Nancy Pelosi and somebody else, somebody else who had been another congressman who's been there for a while, you know, uh, for as long as she had. I remember they both came out and they were standing side by side each other. And the first thing I thought of was like the way that they looked. It reminded me of that old painting of the f- the farmers the farmer oh, couple yeah, yeah, with yeah. the pitchfork like pitch in front of the farm dude yeah. they looked like villains they looked like <laughs> evil villains like they looked like the twins grew like the twins from the shining grew up and one of them got a sex change like that's what they looked like and i remember just watching this and being like like and these people are fucking running our country like if Okay, Nancy Pelosi, that crazy bitch, if fucking Trump dies and then Pence dies, Pelosi runs the country, man. All all three of those options are not <laughs> I amazing. I know, they're horrible. <laughs> like, that's my point. Like, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. We need to stop letting people who are in their fucking 70s run the damn country. They're all going crazy. And we are... 
And come on, everybody, wake up. We are the first like real health conscious like generation. We're all we're all about the herbal shit. Where yeah, you you know. So when you look at these older generations that aren't even our parents' generation, they were a generation before that. Mm -hmm. It's like they're. I'm sorry, but their mind started going at 50. I guarantee you. And you let them stay in office for 30 years after that. It's true. It's. It just drives me crazy, dude. I don't fucking get it. That's true. Because I was going to say, like, what about, like, the the time before Americans became fat? But I think even back then, you know, we were we were suffocating ourselves with cigarettes and... Well, and that's just it. It was unhealthy <laughs> in different ways. There, to death. I mean, hell, during, um, during our grandparents' era, there was still lead in the air. Mm. That was just something that was a regular thing. People were getting sick and shit. And I can't remember the scientist's name, but there was a scientist who was like... He was, he was a, uh, a, a physicist and he was trying to, I care, God, I'm going to botch the story. So I'm not even going to bother to tell it, but basically he figured out there was lead in the air and everybody's just slowly poisoning themselves. Like that is the generation they are from and they're <laughs> 80 years old and you're letting them make decisions about the fucking world. <laughs> like, oh, like of course. So when you're, when you're sitting here going like, like, um, the Republicans just aren't behind climate change. Let me tell you, you're right. The Republicans don't believe in climate change. But let me tell you this. The Democrats don't either. The only difference is the (laughs) Democrats are fucking are are all about the popularity. They're like, oh, well, this is popular. This is trending. Uh So we're going to do this. I mean, look at all the sound bites they took from Hillary Clinton. All the videos you've seen, the the proof that of her flip flopping. And and that's my point. So I'm sorry. But regardless of what side of the fence they're on, nobody gives a fuck about what the younger generation thinks, because just like you you see from your own parents now. Mm You know, of like, oh, the, the things are a lot different now. Well, and I think they both, I think, like, got just that part a little wrong where, like, I think they both believe in climate change, but they both don't care about it. And they're just like, the Republicans are saying no because the older generation are like, no. Well, no, but, <laughs> you know, but they're all, they're both, they're both trying to cater to their sides. They're both trying to just say what's, oh, I mean, you know, well, sure. Because, but, like, climate change, like, the evidence is indisputable at this point. Like, you can't. But you saw people who are arguing yeah, against it. It's just but yeah, but they you can argue, but then there's science. It's just like people saying the earth's flat. You can yell until your heart's content, but right. the fact yeah, <laughs> the fact yeah, of the yeah. matter is it's round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys didn't know, the earth is round. It just I uh, I just don't fucking get it, dude. It's yeah. just ridiculous to me. And then, like I, like I said, I get it. I just don't understand why it surprises people. Yeah. Like stop, stop watching these videos. That's and what going, I mean. Like, I'm like people getting so upset, like about, like I said, like Trump being a creepy old man. I'm like, of course he is. He grew mm-hmm. up as a billionaire playboy. Yeah. He's gonna be creepy. He's gonna be weird. So is Joe Biden. So are all of them. They're all gonna be creeps. They're all yeah. old. They're all. They've all. Most of them have grown up privileged Mm -hmm. you know you know i'm sorry i don't care how good you think your politician is they all grew up drinking a lot and doing drugs and doing crazy crap you know behind closed doors because they were the ones who could get away with it yeah like let's remember the type of people we are dealing with and the type of people we are putting in office and then really think about the decisions they make and now try and like complain about it yes (laughs) it's like yeah it's not it's not it doesn't make it right but it it makes more sense yes (laughs) Well, that's just it. It's, you know, and again, it's, it comes to that thing of like, well, if you want somebody like the problem is everybody has this mentality of, you know, the, cause anybody can sit there and say, well, if you want to make a difference, you, you know, you have to vote, right. You have to, you vote differently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, but the argument is always like, well, there's only ever two people and shit. And I go, well, that's the point though. Like the point is you have to be the one to make the decision of I'm going to vote for somebody else and keep fucking doing that every year until more people get the fuck behind it. Mm-hmm. Cause right now everybody's so quick to argue and everything. And then when a third party candidate shows themselves, they're like, yeah, but I mean, it's either Hillary or Trump though. It's either mm-hmm. one of those two. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, I didn't like either and I didn't vote for either of them, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. People, 
moral of the story, and I've said this before on the podcast, is chill the fuck out. Just chill the <laughs> fuck out. Holy crap. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care who's in yeah, office. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired I, I've of seen it. very little yeah. like change. And people can make the argument all the time of like, well, this person's life was affected because of Trump. Well, this person's life was affected because of Trump. Well, you know what? There's people whose lives are affected every single presidency. Everyone. Some people benefit. Some people fucking don't. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, and you're definitely you're hearing from the their, Trump has a strong following. Why? Because like for you know, and look into it. Those people obviously felt like they were benefited from it. Yeah. So obviously they feel differently. And the only problem like um, Democrats are having right now, and, and I'm talking about like the people, um, the voters, and the only issue they're having right now is just putting you know putting your uh, feet in their shoes for a minute and yeah. saying like, well, maybe they were benefited. How were they benefited? Okay. You know, just ask yourself the question of how's the other person. Yeah. We don't do that enough anymore, guys. We don't ask each other. Like what, what did they think? If, if you dislike someone, you automatically sweep mm-hmm. any thought from your mind that they are a human being and they feel any kind of emotion similar to what you feel. And that is wrong. Like open up that thought part of your brain. Yeah. Start asking yourself, what is this person feeling today? Ask what your worst enemy, if they are having a good day or not Mm -hmm. you know try it see what see what happens you know and that might sound a bit hippie but whatever i play a hippie every day (laughs) so i don't care i get to do that (laughs) but yeah just just try and put yourself in other people's shoes a little bit more you know like like you said chill the fuck out really quick pull this up closer to your mouth (laughs) like you said chill the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) yeah no dude it's yeah it's ridiculous. Well, I always end up, I always never mean to, and I always end up talking about politics. I know. I, and I didn't mean to either. I, I hate getting <laughs> into politics. Training. I mean, but that's the thing too, is like, I, I'm, I'm tired of like, I, I don't, I'm not arguing aside. I'm arguing the, the madness that is politics, the yeah. chaos around it, surrounding it. Like, just like guys, can, can we all just take a breath, please? <laughs> well, and that's just dead. And damn. <laughs> yeah. And I, like I said, I, I think it comes down to people just not knowing how to talk to each other anymore too. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I, I just, I just came from a retail, well, I can say, you know, I don't work there anymore, but mm-hmm. I just came working for Nordstrom's, you know, and I worked with a, a lot of wonderful people there, but I also worked with a lot of younger people and also wonderful people. But mm-hmm. if there's one thing I've kind of realized with, and this isn't the case with all of them, but it was the case with a lot of, uh, uh, young people. I mean, I'm talking in like 18, 19 years old realm mm-hmm. is just, there is this lack of knowing how to communicate in person with somebody. There was, there was always social cues that I felt were very obvious to me and not obvious to other people. And I realized it was crazy. Now 18 year olds, like the, they probably had smartphones by the time they were, you know, in junior high. Oh, for sure. Well, weird. Think about it this way too, people. So when I left Nordstrom, Mm -hmm. it was obviously the year 2020. And I worked with people who were like, 18, 19, 20 years old, right? So that would mean, and this is always a good gauge for people like you and I born in the 90s, that would mean that the that the, I was working with people who were not even born yet during 9-11. So they were born a year after 9-11. That's weird. That's fucking weird, right? That is really weird. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's that's all of us all of us nineties babies. That's our gauge for Yeah, exactly. <laughs> telling our comparing our age to anyone now is nine eleven. How old was I? <laughs> but it, but it's also a good comparison to show like why these younger generations have the kind of views that they do and why they're over politicized and then why a lot of them are more leaning on the liberal side mm-hmm. and like far leaning on the liberal side. And we have to remember that when you and I grew up, it was, we lived in this world and it was explained to us this way. It was taught to us growing up mm-hmm. of there has been war but it's not a thing that happens to the U.S. all the time. You know, we're golden. You know, 90s are, 90s are, are you know, solid, brah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden 9-11 happens. Yeah, and, that was a big change. You know, and here we are. And we kind of witnessed it as like, well, yeah, we've been in this shitty situation for many, many years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it ends soon. But you have to remember 
kids growing up have never known. We've always been the country in another country. That's true. And without that context of really understanding why we're because even these we got that, that little place, peak at peace for yeah. just that short period of time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and then mix that with the misinformation that comes with the internet as well as the lack of social grace that's taught due to the internet. Mm -hmm. Well, you get what you get now. Yeah. But joke's going to be on everybody else because guess what? All these people who are super like left and and I'm sorry, but the the loudest right now is the far left. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not saying there's not far right people. Oh yeah, but, but the, definitely more the prominent. Loudest on right the now left. is the far left. Yep. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to make that shit cool. You already have made it cool. So what happens when things become cool? Well, those cool kids have kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids don't want to be like their parents because what their parents think is cool is not what they think is cool. Yeah. So you're going to have, and I promise you, you're going to have this boom of conservatism. Well, and that doesn't that always happen though? Doesn't it always just come in waves? Like this is the pattern that we always go by. Yep. Which is why it makes it even more profound that people make such a big stink when, <laughs> like, we go through this same pattern. Yeah. And, like every few decades, it's just, it's the same thing, guys. We <laughs> go right we go left we go right we go left like we either go it's just a teeter-totter and we're just constantly trying to keep ourselves balanced and we go way too far one way and we're like oh no everybody back the other way exactly that's it just happens over a span of like 15 years or so Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) but god it's like people see like how you know this happens all the time and every president is an end of the world situation (laughs) it's like it's the same thing all the time I'm, i'm tired just like from just hearing about it and talking about it. it's everywhere all the time i know oh man well i mean unfortunately you know i uh, it's funny it's like i just got done apologizing for time about politics but i was also going to say it's like well we do have an elect it's an election year it is an election year. so it's i mean it, it's probably gonna come, <laughs> come yeah up more <laughs> it'll be interesting it would have been really interesting if like the democrats had like some like crazy strong candidate uh-huh. That they've just got, you know, I'm sorry, Bernie's just too old, man. He's just too old. I thought Trump was too old, too. Like, I think they're all too old, like I said. And I want I want a younger president in there. I was really hoping there was going to be, like, some young firecracker that was just, like, gonna... Because if they, if they had a young firecracker going against Trump, easy win. That's probably the easiest win a young, like, politician could have had. Like if they went at it with just like this firecracker attitude, um, people would have voted for them. People would have liked a, a young politician. The young people would have gone out and voted for for them. Absolutely. Well, I'm hoping that that person will actually be Tulsi Gabbard in 2024. Yeah, I know. I know you're a Tulsi <laughs> fan. I I like her, man. I, I, I don't I, know enough about her to, to I, really have an I, opinion. I think she's great. I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, I, I don't think we've seen I ra- the last I watched of her. one of the Democratic debates. And I was unimpressed, and I was, and then I was like, "No, I'm done. oh yeah." Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll tune in at the the um, I don't main event. I don't think she stands a chance uh, this round, mm-hmm. you know, by any means. That'd be really cool. Like, yeah, if we could get her in, like, in the next one or so. Well, and that's just it. Like, honestly, you know, I'm and don't get me wrong, because people thought it was going to go a different way in 2016, and it went, you know, completely opposite. But I yeah. do think we're going to get Trump for another four years. Yeah. It and, just seems like the way it's going right now. Yeah, yeah, which is why I'm actually happy that somebody like Tulsi Gabbard has dropped out as soon as she has, but has made herself known. Because I think in 2024, because like t- Trump is a fluke. He really is. Yeah. You know, he's like, you, you're not going to have another Trump. For no, a it won't while, happen again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. So I think Gabbard up against like somebody of, you know, an average Republican, mm-hmm. you know, I think she, she would do well. And I think she's moderate enough to where she's going to, uh, I don't know. I think she would do well. We'll see what happens in 2024, but I'll have to look into her more. We'll have to see what happens in 2020 first. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, people are going to be up in arms. Like if he wins in 2020, if Trump wins again in 2020, I'm sure you're going to get uh, a similar, not as big, but a similar uh, uproar that we got in 2016. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I think it's, you know, these these past four years <laughs> with Trump, everyone was so worried. I think they went by pretty quick. 
you know <laughs> yeah you know these presidencies go by pretty quick also i don't think four years is enough time you know look how trump how much stuff trump tried to like get done and wasn't able to even like pulling executive orders and all that stuff oh, it's yeah. like you know and people always think things are gonna change drastically with a president they never do because the president doesn't have much time <laughs> to get it done <laughs> well it's so funny because i always hear this same argument and i always hear it both ways mm -hmm. and i'll hear people so if if so for example if you're a trumper mm -hmm. you know anything that good that's happening these four years these last four years you would say oh it's because trump yeah it's because trump's done this and trump's done this and trump's done this but if you're an anti-trumper mm -hmm. and th things are going well mm -hmm. you say no this is left over for obama yeah, because you know that every presidency is left. You know, you're you're getting what's left over from the last presidency. Yeah. So I always hear it both fucking oh, yeah. ways, depending on who's in office right now. Because I remember when Obama was in office, Just goes back any, to the hypocrisy yeah, thing. Any any Republican I spoke to who mm. was a who did not like Obama, it was anything good that was happening was well, it was Bush. And we're getting left over from Bush, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah, <laughs> even mom and dad, I remember pulling that too. <laughs> <laughs> I even remember the dad saying something like that at one point too. Yeah. Yeah. Our parents are very heavy Republican. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, but it's, you know, it's just, we also grew up in Arizona. It's just yeah. <laughs> the way of the game there, <laughs> which is now a gun sanctuary. I haven't read too much about yeah, the that. Yeah. I heard about that. Like but, Maricopa County be made it like a gun sanctuary. Well, the which, first, what, what does that mean? Like everyone huddled there with your guns, but, but the government's not even taking away guns. Well, so, so is it just like precautionary? Well, and that was just it. So I, like I said, <laughs> I didn't read too much as to what the sanctuary thing was about, but or everyone's I, just going to start shipping and their guns there to be safe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I guess what happened was, so Maricopa County specifically, mm -hmm. uh, they, they, and those aren't from Arizona, Maricopa County encompasses like Phoenix and mm -hmm. the Valley and Mesa where we're from yeah. and Tempe, Scottsdale, all those fun places. Um, but I guess Maricopa County mm -hmm. was trying to pass a bill that would ban assault rifles I think is what it was or some accessory something like that mm -hmm. and they basically kind of tried to do it like through the hush and hush you know but when Zonies found out about it they're like I don't fucking think so you know <laughs> so they made sure they put a stop to that real fast and then it, like almost immediately after that somebody else put in a bill that basically like I said, I know very little about this, but from my understanding, it makes it like against against the law to do that period. Mm. Like you can't do that to any guns no. now. Like so even if somebody's like, hey, here's a bill, they can go, nope, because we have this bill that says you can't do that. Yeah. I have know very little about that, but that's what I think is <laughs> happening in Maricopa right In your now. professional opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Young, dumb, and full of opinions, everybody. Right. That's exactly what we are. But, I don't know, I've never owned a gun. I've always wanted to own a gun. I've, I've never even fired a gun. You've never it's fired on, a gun? It's on my bucket list. It's definitely something I've meant to do many, many times. I can't believe you've never fired a gun. I've never fired a gun. I have so many people that were like, oh, I'll get you to fire a gun. And I've just never gone around to it. I've fired like so many other different types of guns, like paintball guns, pellet guns, BB guns. <laughs> um, <laughs> but never an actual gun? Never an actual gun. Huh. Yeah. I never knew that. I never, no, like I had one, I remember I've one. I've out a few times now. I had one opportunity once when I was camping my freshman year in college. It was a, t it was a team camping trip <sighs> with my uh, gymnastics team. And um, I was, I woke up uh, just so sick the next day uh, after our first night there. Uh, and I wasn't able to fire guns uh, in the morning. Uh, so I got to just listen to them, fire them while, um, I puked behind my tent. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my one chance to fire a gun or the closest I had. And I didn't get to, but, That's uh, crazy. it's always, it's always been on my list, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Huh. Like I said, <laughs> I hear I, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I've enjoyed it the times I've done it. Although I will say it's, uh, like, it's it's weird like 
there are certain guns that feel differently. Like I, I, it's, I mean, it should sound like it's an obvious thing that it's just preference for everybody of like what kind of gun they like, what kind of gun they like to own and mm-hmm. all that. But like, it's, it's like really, really true though. Cause oh yeah, like I've, <clears throat> I've talked to some of my friends who are big gun nuts and yeah. just hearing them talk about it. Well, like for you know, example, people are like that with anything that they're yeah, passionate yeah, yeah. about. Too. Well, like for example, when I was, uh, I went with Vince mm-hmm. and you know, Vince has been on the podcast before and he's ex-military. And so he has he has uh, a few a few different weapons in his you know artillery there his mm-hmm. armory, and he pulled out. So one of the things we shot was an AK an AK forty seven that we shot, and I think he had an AR fifteen at one point that we shot as well. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to assault rifles like that, it's very like basic like. Yeah, to me, they neither feel comfortable or uncomfortable holding. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just another rifle. But when you got to like the hand pistols, that mm-hmm. that's where things were like weird because every single time I shot one with, because Danny came once and brought her uh, gun, and then Vince had like two guns at one point, and I shot both of them, mm-hmm. and I just like I didn't feel right with either of them shooting oh. them. Like I I felt like I couldn't aim. I felt like they just didn't feel right in my hand. It just didn't work out right you know but i still shot with them but it was just like i could never own those guns Mm -hmm. and but i just thought like when at first i just thought it was like oh well handguns just might not be my thing Mm -hmm. maybe maybe i need an assault rifle (laughs) (laughs) or a shotgun so i was at a party once with vince and uh vince's neighbor at the time or it was his dad's neighbor one of the two but Mm -hmm. somebody that his family knew came over and they were talking about guns and stuff and he goes you want to guys want to see my guns guys want to see my guns (laughs) and everybody's like yeah we'll see your guns so he goes back to his house and he comes over with this giant bag right Mm -hmm. and one of the one of the guns he brought out was a a a glock Mm -hmm. and so I'm, uh, he's kind of passing it around so everybody can, who, you know, wants to, you know, see these guns and everything like that can see them and stuff like that. And Vince, you know, had handed me the Glock and I was holding it, you know, and aim, you know, practicing gun safety, you know, and aiming it, but away from everybody and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> this feels nice. Like this is like feels nice in my so hand. You're a Glock guy. Yeah, I'm a Glock guy. Like for <laughs> sure, for fucking sure. But like that was, but it was, it was such like a, it was such like a shock to me because mm-hmm. it happened just like suddenly. I was like, okay, like this feels nice in my hand. Yeah. Like I like the feeling of this. Mm-hmm. So I, I that was my first taste of like, oh, okay, that's why different people get really into like their gun, mm-hmm. you know. Because because it's it's truly is theirs. Yeah, you know it's that preference. It feels the way it does. It's weighted the way they needed it to be. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting know. culture. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my rant about about guns and weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's on my bucket list. I just haven't gone around to it yet. Well, one fuck. of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully Vince or Danny are listening and they can uh, facilitate. For I have, I have plenty of friends that own guns and go shooting. I just. Oh, well, get get on that, man. Well, yeah, just uh, hasn't been a, a huge priority lately. <laughs> do you think do you think they'll, they'll take away the guns? Um, No, no. You don't think that'll I happen? think if they try, uh, people, you know, people are crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my thing. It's like, I don't, I don't think people with like a lot of these people with guns, um, just like, where was it? You just had that big old rally where everyone came with their guns, but it was Virginia, completely peaceful. Yeah. Where was that? I think Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. It's like, you know, people are all peaceful with their guns, but don't try to take them away from them. You start coming up on their home, like forcibly trying to like take their guns people are gonna go a little nuts i feel like that's when you might see you know a new civil war begin (laughs) is if you tried to do that um but i don't think that would happen i don't think it'll happen i think because they would never go about it that way they'd have to pass it and i don't think it would ever get passed just it it, it infringes on freedoms and you start taking that freedom away where does it end you know and i get it people want to stop like the the mass shootings and stuff but guys you take away guns people are going to get creative if they can't get a hold of a gun they're going to find some way to home make a bomb Mm -hmm. or they're going to 
drive through their school with a car. You mm-hmm. know, if people want to do harm, they're going to find a way to do it. And yes. just guns isn't going to stop them. Look how many gun laws are in place stopping anyone under the age of, uh, was it 21 mm-hmm. or 18, 18. 18 from owning a gun? Like, look at all those laws in place, all of like the, all the background checks and everything. And people still get a hold of them. They still oh, yeah. find a way, you know, um, and taking away the guns, they're just going to get more creative. It, it might not happen right away. You might see a short time of like peace, but they're going to get more creative. Right. The only way you're going to do that is if you, um, honestly, you would have to take away. It, it could work if you took away guns from authority as well. Like if, if you took away, like, all right, so you take away you know, and and I'm saying you would have to then start putting like really strict regulations on what's coming into this country. We'd have to have the most secure borders ever in order for this to work. Let me say, so that's why it will never happen. But I'm saying if it did happen, you know, this is how it would happen. You would have the most secure borders everywhere and you'd have no guns, period. Mm -hmm. Not with authority, not with anybody. And then you wouldn't have them coming in either. But because you can't stop them from coming in illegally, because that's impossible, Mm -hmm. unless you have like the crazy amount of manpower and cooperation, which human beings just aren't (laughs) capable of yet. (laughs) Um, yeah, you're not going to see a gunless world, period, unless you find a way to do that. So right. find a way to achieve complete cooperation and you'll get there. But otherwise, but no. even but even then, because like like you said, cr- criminals will always find a way. Criminals will find a, if you take away guns from everybody. Mm hmm. Criminals will still find a way to get them. Oh yeah, they will still find a way still to find get guns. And you know what you've done now? You they'll make them in the garage. Like I said, they'll yeah. get creative. You're forcing them to get more creative. That's what I mean. It's like you'd you'd have to put in like such crazy measures if you want to stop that from happening. You're not going to stop it. Um, and and just you know making them illegal, taking them away completely. Like I said, it's a short term solution. Yeah, people will get creative. They'll find a way because now they're thinking nobody has guns. So if mm-hmm. I find a way to make a weapon at like a gun or more powerful than a gun, look who has the upper hand now. You know yep. and that's that's the issue you come up with. Yep. Um, yeah, and that just makes life difficult. And then I even say too, like even authority figures having guns. Look how many rotten cops you've seen. You know, giving authority human beings, human beings are fallible. Period. Right. You know, giving you a, a title isn't going to stop that. You know, so if you have this fallible human being, you know, he's gonna be a fallible human being. He's gonna give in to some sort of temptation. He's gonna use that weapon at some point if he has any desire to. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna stop him. So that's what I mean. You can't even have people with authority with it because if you're gonna take him away, you gotta take him away altogether. Right. And um, like I've said before, people are just gonna get creative. You're not gonna solve anything. There's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, yeah. I think we're at an hour here. All right. So we can end it here. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, man, I thought we were. I thought it was going to be a lot lighter today, <laughs> honestly, and we just kind of went into it with like the, the political discussions and, oh, man. But uh, like well, I said, you'll never hear me debating anything political. You know, well, I'm just I'm just emphasizing the chaos of politics. Well, like and like I said too, you know, it's it's always funny because I always go into these podcasts and I never really. I mean, depending on the person I have on, mm-hmm. I never really plan on talking about politics. If I ever have Justin Lunsford on, there's po- politics are always going to. Justin and Danny, I always know if I have them on the, the podcast. Justin Danny Jones. <laughs> yeah, if I have them on the podcast, yep. there's going to be politics involved. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but for the most part, I never plan on talking about politics with yeah. anybody. But unfortunately, I honestly thought like, we were going to talk about the Pokemon movie we watched last night. Oh my gosh, we let's next, talk about next podcast. Next, next podcast. podcast. No, no, let's, get, uh, let's just talk about it now for a little bit. Okay, you want to talk about now. it now? Let's, All right. Let's end. Let's end with some Pokemon. <laughs> end with some Pokemon. What did you? Th- <laughs> so. So, for those who don't so know. to clarify, guys, we watched the new Pokemon last night. And if you haven't seen it, it's like a shot for shot remake of the original uh, Pokemon, the first movie that yeah, came Me out Two Strikes Back in 2001, one, yeah. I believe. Right. Not even. I think before 2000, maybe. Oh, was it even before? before it might have been in the 90s. Honestly, it, it, might have been like it, it was either. It had to be between 99 and 2000. No, it was why no we, way it was outside. Why of that. are we wondering? We have look it up the technology quicker. Mewtwo. Times a wasting. Strikes. Back. 
Release date. Do you have it? Not yet. Release date. Will I get it before you? Oh, I'd be. Oh, it gave me the new one. Oh. <clears throat> I want How? the old one. Oh, 99. 99. 99. 1999. So the, the original came out in 1999. This is basically a shot for shot, but like, um, what would you call that type of anime? 3D animation? What would, how would I mean, you, just computer animation. Yeah, just computer animation. They just, they but just, just animated it. Yeah, but it was, it was weird. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean. It was, it was interesting. Well, for one, it was, I mean, there were a couple of tiny little things in there that weren't in the original. But what I didn't understand, but like it was such a shot for shot remake Mm -hmm. that I didn't understand like what the point of doing this computer animated version was. If you weren't going to at least add some new shit in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they were afraid to add new stuff because I could see them adding new stuff and people being like, Oh, I, they added this new stuff and it was crap. Like they yeah, just didn't okay, stick but, to the OG. But here's the thing: yeah. there were edits, and <clears throat> mind you, I'm just talking about edits. Okay, there were edits in the original one where even as like what 99, I was what eight, eight, nine. I was nine? I was four, five, six, seven. So I was like seven, yeah. seven or eight then, and. Uh, <laughs> And I remember watching this, uh, the original at that age and being like, every time there was like a weird, no, like six. odd edit. When was I born? Oh my gosh. I was six. Oh, uh, then I was, I was <laughs> like idiot. nine then. <laughs> but, but anyways, I remember watching the original at nine years old mm-hmm. and seeing some of these edits in there. And even then being like, Oh, that's a little odd, a little odd to do it that way. But yeah. you know, Okay. Do do what you got to do, you know. Pokemon love you, <laughs> and uh, when we watched this remake, they literally like it was so shot for shot that those like same weird odd edits mm. were in there that they could have changed, you know. Yeah. So it, like like it literally looked like they took the original, put it through some software to just make all the like cartoons like look three D. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it wasn't different enough, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, like yeah, I was I was like, all right, whatever. With it, um, I I definitely prefer the original, but that's probably just because that's what we grew up with and right. what we saw in theaters when we were kids. I'm still all about that Pokemon 2000 life, man. That yeah, the, honestly, one. nothing beats the originals I see. How and, many Pokemon movies are there Oh, there's now? so many. There's like, I don't know, so many, though. How many Pokemon? Um, I mean, they used to put them in theaters. I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, that was like way back in the day. There's 19. Like people, kids these there days. There is 19 Pokemon. Oh, there's one every year. There's been one every year since 98. That's why. Mm. Yeah, so with every generation, days, with every kids season. these days will never understand like the popularity of Pokemon and what it was. Like uh, people go, "Oh, it's still popular now," and I go, "No, no, 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 no." Like you don't understand. Like every kid nowadays, it's like you know, it, it's the certain crowds that are still niche. into Pokemon. Yeah, it's a niche. It's like you know, I don't want to say the nerd kids because you know that's. Um, it's ignorant. It's ignorant, right? <laughs> um, but well, just because, like, I know, I know, I had friends that weren't nerds, and we enjoyed it. But I mean, it was like everyone when we were kids. It was mm-hmm. everybody. It wasn't like a nerd thing. It wasn't like oh, only like certain people play with Pokemon. Still, it's like everyone played with it. It was the cool thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I through like throughout elementary school, so at least up through sixth grade, I remember everyone being about it. I remember kids fighting. Yeah, I remember kids trades, fighting over Pokemon tra- cards. Pokemon trades yep. gone wrong. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. Kids these days will never know the Pokemon the Pokemon storm that was. Yeah. <laughs> and that was and that was back when there was, you know, hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching it after the second generation. Yeah. Well, on that note. All right. We, we touched on Pokemon now. We touched on Pokemon. I was like, why not talk about it? Because yeah. let's be honest. Next time we do a podcast, it's going to be like, you know, what, a few days from when we watched it yeah. and everything. You might as well talk about when it's fresh in the mind. Mm-hmm. But anyways, all right. Well, that was uh, the first podcast. Uh, you guys will see Thomas on probably every single one, you know, for the foreseeable future at this point. <laughs> um Thomas also has a vlog. 
I do have a vlog. Edited. First episode came out yesterday. First episode came out yesterday. It's up on the Hardly Millennial channel. Mm-hmm. I have a vlog coming out today. Thomas's is much better than mine, but it'll still be exciting to I see. I haven't seen his yet, so I don't I, don't I have promise an you his is more exciting than mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, but I'll have mine up too, um, hopefully by tomorrow, and then hopefully I'll get this podcast up in a couple days also. And, uh, yeah, any final thoughts, Thomas? Um, no, just, just chill the fuck out guys. Chill the <laughs> fuck out. That's a, that's a good ending thought. All right, guys, remember to like, subscribe, share this to all of your friends, family, you know, pets, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.